Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sheep Get Sheared podcast. I'm your host, Austin Creed. I want to welcome you to the show. My friends, you know, I didn't post a show yesterday because I was... I'm, I'm starting a new venture, and, you know, it's highlighted to me just how comfortable people like to be. Obviously, I would include myself in that basket, as that's the natural state of every human being. I would dare to assert that most people, they want to be comfortable. They don't want to go out there and they don't want to confront uncomfortable realities. They want to have the luxury of being comfortable, the freedom to be comfortable. That is what most people want. And you know what? I'm not here to tell you that if that's the outcome that you ultimately want, that you're bad or weak or anything else. No, no, I don't believe that at all. But I'll tell you what I do believe. I believe that this isn't just strictly limited to individuals. I believe that there are entire structures, entire social constructs, social systems that fall into this category. And one of those is the church, the Christian church to be precise. And now, before people want to come in here and they want to say, Austin, my church is different. I don't know what you're talking about. Save it for someone else, okay? If you want to have an attitude to, to go out, the te- back in the day, a teacher could kick the student out of class who was being disruptive. If you want to be the person who's out here like, oh no, that's not my church. I don't know what he's talking about. Then just leave. If you can't understand what we're going to talk about today, then I, I pity you and you're part of the problem. But, you know, the more I look, and not only on social media, but also in social interaction with different leadership like pastors, deacons, elders, people like that. The older generation of men, especially, they're not passing down good wisdom to younger men in the church, which is why a lot of young men are not interested in the church. A lot of men aren't. Are there some who still are? Yes, absolutely. And God bless them. But guess what? Here's the problem. The old school has not caught up to the modern-day dating marketplace. They don't understand how feminism has affected the dating marketplace. They don't understand how the hookup culture has changed it, how the monetized woman on uh, OF or on the sugar daddy sites and everything else, how they've changed up the game. They don't understand how Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all, all these places have totally messed up the game for us as men. And you could add dating apps in there. You can add all these different things. And if you think that the women in your church, the men in your church that are younger are not exposed to this, then you really are clueless. What? You're clueless. I don't know how you could have that mindset today. And just to drive home what I'm talking about, when I say that too many, I hate to say this, too many men in the church today have replaced God with the goddess. Who is the goddess? The goddess is women. They have replaced being a man and following Christ with being a simp and chasing validation of women in, in marriage. Yes, that's right. You heard me correctly. And I wish I could tell you that it wasn't the case, but unfortunately, I believe this to be such the case that I wrote an entire book about being a biblical bachelor and going in your own way in the church. You know, there's this whole MGTOW movement on the internet that's been here for years. But not a lot of men have the courage to, to talk about not only what the MGTOW 
type of mentality, but also tie into the church because people are afraid of, to call out religious institutions. They're afraid to do it. It's easy to take little cheap shots and one-minute clips. It's another thing to really break down the philosophy of the modern church and how the customs of the church have caused the de degradation of the scripture. People want to tell me in the Old Testament one thing and then say that, oh, well, we live in the New Covenant, so now the New Testament says this, and they want to tell me that God hasn't changed. But yet, we're worshiping the same God who used to burn people alive with fire and brimstone and turn people into salt. And then on this side, we have, oh, God loves everybody, peace and love, hippies, you know, make love not war type theology. It doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. And I'm not going to let people get away with it. And in fact, we're going to explore some clips today as to explore why I believe there to be a masculinity crisis in the church especially and why I am the ultimate outcast and why a lot of pastors don't like me because I have the courage to call them out. So let's look at so-called examples of strong biblical masculinity, so-called. Let's look at it. If we're not following Jesus, we shouldn't be expecting our wives to follow us. 100%. Like straight up, because here's the reality. The, the first priority for our wives is submission to Christ. Right. And if we as husbands are not submitted to Christ and following him, why would we ever expect our wives to be submitted to us and follow us? Oh my God! Our wives can love us and our wives can serve us. But to argue that you can just be a man who doesn't follow Christ and your wife needs to submit is garbage. Yeah. And it's unbiblical, right? What? You want to follow you? Be a man and follow Jesus and give her a reason to. Yeah. And what that means is you love her like Christ loved his church. And you go first in everything because Goodness. that is what Christ did. He went first. He loved first. He gave first. He forgave first. Oh, he empathized no. first, right? Yeah. This is what we do as husbands. And again, like none of that comes naturally for us as men, which what? is why we got to walk in step with the Holy Spirit of God each day because only he can do that kind of work in our lives. You lied to me. Oh my, where do I start? See, here's the, here's the problem right here. You want to know the problem? Here's a problem right here. Here's a problem. He's talking about giving and giving and giving. There is power in giving. This is just an unavoidable fact. This is true. Here's the problem. Too many men today give, are ready to give their entire existence, their entire future to a woman who will sell them to the system for child support, alimony, the approval of the court of public opinion, Chad, Pookie, Ray Ray. You have no idea how bad the divorce system is out here if you believe this garbage. Oh, and by the way, if you think it's strictly limited to those, those heathens, pagans, so-called, you're wrong. In fact, the Christian divorce rate, it's going up, man. Oh, yeah, it's going up. Why? Because last time I checked, people had lives outside the church. See, here's part of my problem with pastors today. I firmly believe they mean well. I'm not, I am not telling you they're trying to lead you astray. I don't want to go that far. I don't think that that's true. I, do I think they're too idealistic to the point where they become delusional? Yes, actually, I do. Here's the problem, though. As a guy who grew up around pastors, I know how they spend a lot of their time. They meet with members of the church, they study the Bible, they're crafting the scripture, they're dealing with church business. They're not out there 
looking at social media like they're not out there talking to younger men about their dating lives they're not out there talking and absorbing the realities of the society in which they live oh they'll get the highlight clips the two the one minute tiktok videos they'll get those things oh yeah but they're not going to actually dive deep into the sewage the muck the grime of the modern day dating marketplace how the psyche of the west has changed they don't understand this or if they do they're not willing to accept that it is the way it is and it's not unchangeable i believe them a lot of the ones i've met i'm not trying to get too anecdotal here but the ones i've met they they some of them understand the threats we face as a civilization the others say oh you know what yeah it's kind of bad here and there but if you just belong to christ then that'll all change see i'm not here to tell you that god can't change your life of course you can here's a problem though god is treated like a uh, insurance plan okay like a like a fire insurance or, or roofing insurance or, or something like that and then when stuff goes bad you file an insurance claim to get compensation from god that's what people treat god like they treat god like a, an insurance policy they don't like to prevent problems they like to then treat god as if god's gonna be their insurance plan and prevent them from going homeless prevent them from going without a husband to prevent them from actually suffering the full weight of the consequences that they've sown for themselves that's my problem so and let's go back to this gentleman right here and by the way this is no hate towards him i'm sure he means well but here's the problem most he shouldn't be pushing marriage at all when's the last time you heard a pastor talk about the marriage laws and how the family court system is disgusting and it exploits men when's the last time you heard a pastor talk about that you didn't because they don't because if they did they might actually lose because people don't want to hear the truth. Guys who follow this gentleman probably think that, oh yeah, man, if I'm just if I'm just holy enough, everything's gonna work out for me. That is not how life works. I wish it was. Hell, that'd make my life real easy. But that's not the way we don't live in that world. We don't live in that reality. And to say anything else is just it's just ridiculous. Let me just send it, bro. I, what am I, I, as much as I want to say I could fix the problem, I can't. Because people don't want to accept the truth. Most people don't want to hear the truth. Case in point, let's go to the next clip. Another reason why people do not want to accept the truth because they'd rather hear stuff like this. Marriage is not just designed to make you happy. It's designed to make you holy. What? Why? Because God uses the marriage covenant to make you more and more like Jesus. Here's my problem. I'm not going to let the whole thing play through. I cannot stand it when people speak in Christianese. For those of you who don't know what Christianese is, Christianese is if you grew up in the church or you spend too much time in the church and not enough time in, in, the, in, in the streets and in, in the world, you start talking like this. Oh, just become more like Jesus. Allow the sanctification to descend and look. 
purify you, and bring you into the pursuit of glorification. It's like, can I get the English translation for what you just said? See, I understand what he's saying. The problem is, people will use what I call Sphinxian syndrome, where they speak in riddles, they speak in this mystical type language, like, oh, it's like they talk in like a fortune cookie, where they use something very vague and somewhat mystical, spiritual sounding to sound sophisticated and smart. Meanwhile, they're just using it as open-ended as possible so that they can then say, oh, well, if you, for example, so let's say, let's say you have a fortune cookie, right? Fortune cookie says, there is fortune in your future. And then something bad happens to you and you're like, this fortune cookie's full of crap. But then something good happens five years from now and you're like, see, I told you there was fortune, there was future, you know, I had fortune in my future. It's like that, where they don't say anything directly because then you can come back and say, wait a minute, pastor, but that didn't work out for me. So instead of what they do is they use the Sphinxian riddle language. I call it Sphinxian syndrome. They speak in riddles. They speak in code. So then therefore, if it doesn't go the way you want, and you go to them and you confront them, they can say, oh, that's not what I said. That's just how you interpreted what I said. What I actually said was, and then they use another Sphinxian thing. And then again, they can never actually be wrong because they never actually told you anything. That's the problem. That is what Christianese is. Christianese is using that kind of language where people have no idea what you're talking about, but it sounds so mystical and powerful. Even if they're a Christian, they don't even actually know what that means. They just think it sounds smart. See, if you're going to continue to stay in this relationship, this marriage, guess what? It requires me to become more forgiving. It requires me to become more committed. It requires me to become more patient. It requires me to become more kind. It requires me to become more humble. And guess what? My ego has to die. My pride has to die. Every time I, I say I'm sorry and I apologize to protect the covenant, the relationship between my wife, I'm becoming more and more like Jesus. Oh my God! This is why the church treats, teaches men to be gumps. They teach us to be like this because apparently this is this is the pinnacle of masculinity and this is exactly what real men do and this is what biblical men do uh excuse me sir um were you raised by a single mother i'm not asking because you're black i'm asking because you talk like one you talk like somebody who your mama told you everything about what what she wishes your father was, but in fact was the complete opposite. She made you into the image of what she would have never attracted her. Because she crafted you into the ideal man that she wishes she was attracted to. Hoping that another woman will be attracted to that. But guess what? They're not. Because guess what? Nobody actually likes this. This is not attractive. Being kind and caring and stuff like that is what people do to hedge their bets. They do it because they're not bringing much of anything else. This is what takes them the vacuum of leadership. This is the problem right here. Marriage will change you and make and turn you into a better version of you, better than any type of relationship in this world. Again, what did he actually say? What?
Can someone actually tell me what he said? Because it kind of sounds to me like he said a whole lot of uh, this. This is business business. Numbers. Is this working? Yes. Yay! That's kind of what it sounded like to me. Kind of sounded like a whole lot of uh, just uh, Sphinx language, uh, being vague, being cryptic. But you see, this is, this is part of the problem. We as men, we need to understand that leadership requires self-leadership. In other words, I need to be able to lead myself. This is true. But I'm not in the business of kowtowing to other people. See, people want me to lead, but then they want me to lead according to how they want me to lead. They want a backseat drive. They don't want to take the wheel if they just want a backseat drive. And then you have guys like the guy we just watched talking about how, oh, just be a gump, just be a complete simp, and your wife will love you. Well, uh, the war statistics say otherwise. Uh, the amount of infidelity in women uh, says otherwise. So here's the problem. Gentlemen, you want to know why I believe that marriage is never going to work, at least not really anymore? Because you, women cannot be pleased. Now, women would argue that men cannot be pleased, when in fact, we're actually very easy to please. Ladies, you want to know how to make a man happy? It's really not that complicated. Uh, you need to give him peace. You need to duck sick. And you need to be pleasant. It's not hard. It's really not. But, apparently, that's too much to ask, because women want to talk about the bar for men being on the floor, when really it's just the men that they choose to deal with, because they either, A, remind them of their father, who was either there or wasn't there or was terrible, and then want to make it my problem. Hey, man. So here's the problem. Women used to... No, see, we as men need to stop... I'm not blaming women, by the way. This is a two-party issue. Here's the issue, though. We as men, we're supposed to lead. This is a fact of reality. The problem is, people want to backseat drive us. People want to tell us that, oh, well, I want you to lead, but I want you to lead in the way that I want. No, that's not how this works. No. No, that's not how that works. And in the church, it's no different. Because women make up the majority of the congregation in most churches... Men will pander to the women because they're a business too, and they need money too. So guess what? They'll let women repackage themselves. They'll let the women be washed, washed, you know, let their sins be washed away. And then they'll think that, oh, even though she was a complete skeezer for 20 years, she's been going to my church for two years. Now all of a sudden she's ready for marriage and I'm going to pair her up with a guy. And before I know it, uh, I'm going to be hearing about their divorce and seeing them in marriage counseling. See, the problem is the church culture is not allowing the true scriptures to be practiced. For example, case in point, people like to quote Paul all the time. But yet, Paul wasn't married. In fact, he said it, was, it took a stronger man to not be married. I've mentioned it in Biblical Bachelor multiple times. But yet, for some reason, in the church, 
If you're not married, you're like a, an extra in a movie. You're not important. You're important in the background, but you're not important to actual business. My friends, the reason why I say that God has been replaced by the goddess is because you have the men in the church pandering to the women and trying to get the men to appeal to the women more than trying to appeal to God. Now, of course, they try to tie it in like the first guy did, where, oh, if you need to submit to God because she's submitting to God. Sir, if she was submitting to God, she wouldn't have submitted to the 10 other dudes who ran through her before she came to church and got married to the man. Yeah, you heard me right. I'm not going to apologize for what I just said. See, the problem is they want us as men to be biblical and traditional, but then they want us to also be accepting of when the women don't do it. Now, I'm not saying that women need to do it. They can do whatever the hell they want. I don't care what you do. But don't come to me when you're doing one thing and then want me to be the other side. Don't be chaos and want me to be order. I'm not going to do it. I'm not. Why would I help you with them? Because it's the right thing to do? Forget that garbage. No. No. When were you when it was time to do the right thing? Oh, no, nowhere? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. But yet, I was supposed to show up. Hmm. Well, all right then. Well, that totally makes sense. Gentlemen, we need to stop propping up women in the church and start actually returning to real traditionalism, not this fake post-World War II brand of traditionalism. Maybe then you might see young men come back at the church. Maybe the young men might fill the pews again. Maybe the young men might show up in church again. When there's real leadership, not this fake feminized leadership. We're sick of it. If we want to do that, we can go on Instagram. If we want to be lectured about how we need to be a gump, I can go on social media. It's not hard to find. Why would I sit my butt in church and have you use the cross in, as an additional weapon against me? Why would I have you do that? The cross is supposed to be a shield, and yet too many people wield it as a spear through which to pierce my soul, and I'm sick of it. My friends, I realize that I say a lot of things that you probably don't agree with, and that's good, because then it gets you to spark and to think for yourself. And I hope that the, today I did that for you. If you're mad, if you're upset, if you're triggered, it wasn't my intent to do that. But maybe you might just think about it and think twice before you just blindly accept that what someone says is the name of God. Because historically, a lot of people have done that, and historically, it has not been great. My friends, stay vigilant, stay informed, and whatever you do, question everything that comes your way. And if you want to go your own way, pick up a copy of Biblical Bachelor. I guarantee you it'll change your life. I wrote it not to get rich. I wrote it because it. I knew there were other men like me who needed to hear this message. I know there's a crisis amongst young men. And I want to be there to help you if I can. Because it helped me. My friends, take care of yourselves. I'm out. Peace.